Hi, and welcome to a new episode of Pat's Chat. Um, still locked up in Malaysia here and uh, therefore still doing virtual interviews. And today, uh, a guest from Singapore joins me. It's uh, Max Liang. Hi, Max. How are you doing today? Well, great. Having a good time here. Singapore is still not facing a lockdown yet. So um, hope that it doesn't happen. <laughs> okay, awesome. How are you? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Getting used to it. So two weeks now, so not too bad. So uh, Max, you're uh, the managing director of your own company, uh, Max Liang Feng Shui uh, Private Limited. You're a Feng Shui master. Uh, however, uh, what is uh, yes. awesomely interesting with you is that you studied uh, biochemistry uh, and then you worked in uh, as a microbiologist for, for quite some, some uh, years. Uh, until you changed into uh, metaphysics, which you have a lot of experience, 12 years. So I'm really, really uh, excited to learn uh, your story, how you made that change. Uh, and I think uh, everything started uh, like in your childhood uh, when you grew up. Uh, so uh, yeah, just share your story when, uh, of your childhood and as a kid, how you grew up. Okay, thanks, Pat. Yep, um, I guess started way back, um, came from just a normal average family. And um, as far as I can remember, um, when I'm around six years old, I started to sense things around me and uh, I, 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 could, I could actually sense energy around me. And uh, it actually freaks me out. Um, in fact, I told my family members, I, I told my parents, none of them actually believe what I'm talking about, about things that I can actually sense, but I can't see them, I can't hear them. So most of them would, uh, even my own family members actually consider me to be rather weird. Now, fast forward to that, um, I'm quite a stubborn kid, all right, and uh, I, I don't want to dwell too much into it, and I basically just put it aside. Um, I focus on science. I love science. Science is like my life. And um, I studied um, the biomedical sciences, medical sciences, and uh, all the way until um, I graduated with microbiology and uh, biochemistry. So thereafter, um, I started working and mostly in the medical, biomedical line. Um, I have done stints in uh, the pharmaceutical. I've done stints in uh, even microscopy and even started my own business uh, doing probiotics. So um, everything was all about science. You know, something has to be related to science before um, I'm actually interested in. So I, I could be considered quite a nerd in that area. <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. So yeah. what actually, what actually um, um, make that change is when uh, in 2007, when my daughter was born, mm -hmm. um, she, the, the moment she was born, it was the happiest moment of my life. But just a couple of minutes later, um, I get, um, I could actually sense her, I could actually get vibes from her, and I knew that she actually inherited what I have, that sensing capability, that sort of clairvoyance. And that actually, uh, you know, sets me off shocked. And I was, I was rather scared at that point of time. 
because how it uh, I've actually grown up, you know, with that sort of sensing ability and nobody believes me. I suffered mm. through quite a lot and I don't want my daughter to suffer uh, with me. Uh, so so mean it was uh, a I jumped into metaphysics. Oh, sorry, sorry. I think we just have a, uh, some delay in the in the uh, yeah. video here. So, so you're telling me it was like a burden for you growing up with this ability or this sensing that uh, there was something around but you cannot express, or maybe people around did not believe what 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 it was or what you had. Yes, everybody took uh, took my words with a lot of skepticism. They actually doubted me. And uh, even my own family members actually doubted me. So it was rather painful to actually grow up with almost everybody around me doubting that sort of sensing that I, I have. Okay. And I mean, you, your daughter, did she share with you that she has this kind of things? Uh, why are you saying like, okay, you sensed like when she was born directly, okay, she cannot talk to you. But uh, at a later stage, did she like share that with you that she was sensing something like this? Okay. Uh, again, um, as um, she was growing up um, in her infancy, um, we did realize that she's actually crying quite a lot at night, just like uh, what I was um, when I was an infant. So um, it and the crying actually started in, in the middle of the night, around two o'clock in the morning. And uh, there's, there's actually so much of all these uh, symptoms and signs that actually points to these, uh, the, the sensing uh, capability. And uh, the other thing is that um, she is able to sense me and I could actually feel her sensing me. So that is something which is uh, rather direct and rather intimate um, mm. um, in, in that sense. Okay, I understand. Um, as she was growing up, as she was growing up, um, she tells me about, you know, when she started to talk, um, she started to point to places whereby she's like pointing to somebody, but it's, it's totally, there's totally nobody at all. Uh, she's telling me that she's scared of some places which, um, well, I guess normal people would find, find it perfectly fine. Um, but I could actually, I could actually sense it with her. You know, I could actually sense it. there's something there. Just that is, is we can't see it, we can't feel it. Uh, we, we, we basically can't touch it. You know, so that was that was actually very obvious signs that mm. I have. Okay, okay. So that that was 2007, and uh, you told me like, okay, that's that's a point where you moved into learning metaphysics, and uh, yeah. um, maybe you can give us like a, a rough explanation. What what is metaphysics? What it what it uh, means, please. Okay, metaphysics is basically sciences, natural sciences, which um, have yet to be proven to be a classical science. All right. Uh, it is, um, you know, even way before Newton comes around, you talk about gravity, why things actually fall to the ground. People will consider that as natural science. That would be considered as uh, metaphysical because there's no explanation for it. All right. Until Newton comes along, explain it in terms of gravity and it becomes a, a pure science, a classical science. All right. Then um, things like astrology previously it was also a form of metaphysical science 
and people actually look at the stars, look at the, the planets and, and try to make sense of it. But uh, right now, you, we do have astrophysics, which actually looks at, you know, the science of planets, the science of stars and so on. So as we go on and with more understanding, the natural sciences, which we term metaphysical, will gradually be incorporated into the classical sciences. So, so you can say something like uh, uh, physics that is not proven yet, yet to be proven. Yeah. Um, like uh, many, many of the um, uh, physics have not, well, before someone proved it, right? No one believed it really, yeah. right? As you, as you just <laughs> right. said. So, okay. And um, um, I think um, you, you mentioned into this uh, thing called Wu Xing. Um, which is part of, uh, which is a metaphysics or considered a meta metaphysics? Um, um, okay, when you refer to Wu Xing, it refers, it's, it's actually a Chinese term talking about five elements. Mm -hmm. All right. There's actually five different elements that we are referring to. Um, it starts with, uh, I mean, it comes in a circle. Every single one of them is interdependent. starts with metal which actually produces water, water produces wood, wood produces fire, fire produces earth, and earth produces metal back. So it comes in a cycle, which you know, is actually interdependent. And of course, with the production cycle, there comes a destruction cycle as well. All right, so the earth will actually, uh, will actually destruct water, water will uh, destruct fire, fire, so fire will destruct metal, metal will destruct, um, uh, metal will destruct wood and wood will destruct earth. So all these are actually interdependent. They have a creation as well as a destruction uh, within the, the whole uh, interrelationship itself. So, um, yeah. yeah, just go on. Yeah, sorry, sorry, it's again yeah. the second delay. I didn't want to interrupt you. Yeah, just go yeah. on, please. Next. So that that is because of because of this interrelationship, and uh, it was actually being used in places such as TCM, in terms of feng shui, and in terms of how our um, organ structure is actually being related to. Mm, okay, so so that's that was a good uh, point you just made. So um, let, let's move uh, from from Wu Xing to to TCM, and that's the uh, traditional Chinese uh, medicine, which is uh, yes. of course quite popular in in China and here in Southeast Asia. Yes, um, but I, I feel it's also like something like more popular in uh, in, in the Western side in Europe. Uh, we can hear of that. A little bit more now in in US also, um, and TCM is quite a, a large topic also. I mean, it goes from acupuncture to um, I don't know uh, uh, herbs medicine, herbal medicine, and and uh, cupping therapy and other many other things, right? So, um, how yeah. how does this relate also with the Wu Xing? And you just mentioned Feng Shui. That's very obviously the expert. Can you give us like like a, a bit of an overview or more deep explanation, like how? That all interrelates and what do you do with that please okay well um, let me just touch on the tcm portion yes, all right <laughs> so um basically in tcm the belief is that um every single person every single being every single organism in this earth actually possesses all the five elements um to maintain health the five elements has to be in a balance so the whole idea about TCM is 
to create a balance whereby the production cycle as well as the destruction of the elements come together and it forms a very dynamic equilibrium, something which actually uh, goes on and on and uh, it maintains itself. So once the five elements are actually maintained, health is actually maintained and the organism or the being is actually maintained. So that's the whole idea behind TCM. How to bring the treatment of TCM is basically looking at the imbalances in our body. And we basically treat a particular um, organ or system to actually bring the whole balance back again. So that is the whole idea behind TCM. Okay, okay. I, I see. I mean, it's a, a thing that's not an not invention of yesterday, so it's several thousand <laughs> years old, right? So, yes. um, and that's probably also the, the controversy that's, that's uh, around TCM, uh, even still today, right? As, as, as uh, we went into this topic, you, you say also it's like not scientifically proven yet, or there's no proof that this yes. really... Uh, works right or, or why it works uh, so there's a lot of, of controversy around that but how, how you see that I, I mean how do you approach people that that say this is like rubbish I mean there there's I mean very popular people that say it's just rubbish right but but what is it for you or how do you convince people that this is really something that that makes sense in the end um, I guess uh, for TCM, basically, we still have certain amount of uh, scientific research behind it. And uh, actually, there are certain proofs um, out there that could actually talk about the efficacy of TCM. Um, I guess when, when people approach um, such topics, probably it will relate mostly to um, things like feng shui, which we apply all the wuxing into. All right, and because feng shui is anything, everything about the energy of the environment, the energy of a person, and looking for the chance and opportunity in terms of timing to create massive results for um, an individual, for a business, or a corporation. So the suspicion always comes when people don't really see it as um, something which can work. Um, they are more keen in getting so-called proofs, uh, mm. getting uh, you know data to actually prove that it works before you know they would actually believe that it does. So when we approach areas like feng shui, um, basically they have to come in with a very uh, receptive mind and they have to you know accept it, you know, on the floor so that you could, they could actually progress on to, to, to take all the necessary actions, take on the necessary modifications to actually bring about the, all the um, uh, um, improvements and uh -huh. all the, the, you know, the, the difference and the growth. Mm. So we always have to, when it comes to such a uh, situation, we always have to educate and uh, for my job, I think that um, probably for me, I have to educate and educate all the time. I have to teach um, my clients um, what is it about, what is feng shui about, what is metaphysics about, um, how it could actually help them, um, what is the whole general theory behind it, and how it could actually bring about the, the massive um, differences and uh, improvements that they could actually get from it. 
Okay, so I I see that you're focusing mostly on 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 feng shui, right? So, um, yes. as I mentioned before, um, TCM is quite a, a broad uh, topic, right? With many many uh, subtopics uh, under it. Are there things that you even yourself you say like, oh, this is like something you would not recommend? That's something that's not working. It's like that's a part I I don't like it uh, or. Or do we say in general? No, we should see it as a as a whole, and like a combination of it will, would would really make it. Um, you're perfectly right. We should actually see everything as a combination as a whole, and we basically adopted different techniques. Um, we look at the person as as an individual. Uh, what is their characteristics? What is how they could actually modify themselves, their actions to in order to achieve better results as as compared to before. Um, we look at the environment and uh, to look at you know how we could actually improve it so that the energy actually has a um, enhancement on every individuals in that particular location to to improve either the health, the thinking, the the decision making process. And the combination of it actually brings about a, a more concerted effort in terms of a more concerted um, action to bring about the results that they want. So um, just just look at it in terms of you know comparing a torchlight. Torchlight very diffused, but once you focus all the action and activity um, into a very tiny path, and you basically get a laser, which is much more effective and much more powerful. Okay, that's a that's a very nice uh, analogy. I like that one. Um, so, so would you agree that um, in some areas maybe the placebo effect would be a bigger one than like really um, a, a proven result? How can I express this? You know, it's like uh, do something, people believe in it, and uh, therefore it works. Is is that something you would agree with, or is that something that you say no? There's nothing to do with placebo at all. Um, I guess placebo effect is also a good effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, okay. It's a good point. It does not necessarily be bad, right? Yeah. We, yeah. We, we, we have actually, we have actually um, medical trials and studies that actually compare placebo as well as the real legit medicine. And mm -hmm. basically for placebo, you also get uh, generally, you know, uh, effect, curing effect, from the placebo itself. So that actually points to the fact that the human mind is so much more powerful than mm. anything out there, any kind of medicine out there. Now, I would definitely would like to actually look at it in a multitude of direction. The mind working with the action, working with the environment to actually create that sort of results that, that we're looking for. And if the placebo action really works, and uh, I would gladly accept. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I mean, uh, you're, you're uh, fully right. I, I fully agree with you on, on this one. I mean, uh, uh, placebo effect is not something necessarily bad, right? I mean, again, yeah. if it helps, it's okay. And uh, I even remember, like, in my, in my childhood, I had some allergies, right? And my uh, parents would give me some natural... Um, uh droplets or something like that right and um well it helped me right until the day later i understood when they did some experiments or they analyzed scientifically what what was really like these droplets you know it's like well basically it's it's nothing it's just water and some things 
added to it, but it had no scientific like effect. So it was purely placebo, but it helped also. Yeah. So uh, it's but, a, it's an interesting thing. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I guess um, what I'd like to point to is actually the belief system that everybody actually encompasses. And I guess with the right belief, the right action, and the the right environment, um, we could actually create this kind of um, um, positive results all the time, and yeah. we could actually replicate it. So if it's all, I mean, if it's everything by chance, then the the, the we we really can't replicate the process over and over again. But in whatever we are doing right now, we manage to re replicate um, successes over and over again for different clients okay okay um so so max when we uh, come back to your company that you founded and uh, you told me that your focus is more the the companies right so um compared to like a single person so so um can you explain me like how that works like how, how do you integrate feng shui in uh, in companies what how, how can i imagine that that this is working what what are you doing um, I guess the whole uh, impetus that actually sets me going for the corporate accounts is basically um, the KPI is easily measured, all right? Whether it's actually, you know, return on investment in terms of the revenue, in terms of, of the profit, you know, it, it could be clearly measured. And um, so when I first started, um, I set upon uh, the corporate sector so that, um, you know, I could, I could actually prove a point. Uh, it's easier for me to uh, convince my clients that um, whatever I'm actually doing actually works. So, um, so targeting is one thing. I target the corporate clients. Now, second thing, secondly, is that um, for me, the techniques that I employ, basically, when we look at numerology, we look at face reading, as well as feng shui, the combination of it actually talks helps me to identify people suitable in terms of their character what is their character whether they could be trusted whether they are suitable to be in a particular position a particular occupation whether a business owner is actually suitable to be involved in a particular business whether the business direction is actually correct we could actually um, you know give a forecast what could the possibility be uh, in, in a few months time, in a year's time, two years time. And basically we work with it. And uh, during this period of time, we basically, I hold a hand and basically go through the actions to take. And until we reach our target and we see the kind of results that we want. And most of the clients um, are very happy with the kinds of results that they can actually get. Um, in fact, um, I've actually done for some companies, we actually turn around a company from in the red and we turn around the company within half a year and in two years time from um, you know, losing money every month to hitting uh, 20 mil revenue uh, every year. Mm -hmm. So it is something which is, you know, can be repeated um, as long as they are with me and we are moving towards the, the same direction. Mm -hmm. 
Okay, I have, I have uh, two follow-up questions with that. Uh, one is, so can can you give me like more concrete examples on, of of how that looks like? I think um, we, we could touch like feng shui only on the very surface. I know, but from like what I, I know or I understand or understood is like it. Can I imagine you go to the company and you change like the office setup or like how you arrange the furniture, things like that? Or what, 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 what do you do in these terms? Okay. Normally, I don't really make, <laughs> you know, a re a redesign of the whole office. So no, I don't do that. <laughs> um, basically, I'm more inclined towards, you know, looking at the personality of the, my client. Um, then we look at the staff which is actually working in that office and then we look at <clears throat> how we could actually improve the whole process of dealing with the staff, communicating with the staff, redeployment of the staff. So those are the things which is, is uh, basically the first thing that we do. Secondly is when we go to the office, I would actually because I can sense energy myself. So physically, I sense the energy of the office itself. If it's good, then we enhance it. If it's bad, um, then we basically have to so-called tune it such that it is much more suitable for people to um, work in that particular environment. And the first step is basically to um, look at some placement of certain crystals and um, some natural products to actually deal with the energy because um, how do we adjust the energy in the environment? We basically use crystals as well as some natural products. I, I get a better picture of that now. Thanks. The second question I, I had was, um, you talked about the KPI, how you measure the success of, of what you do. Is that, is that uh, purely on, on profit or turnover base or do you measure things like uh, sick leaves or things like that so you can ensure that people are, have a healthier life in, in, the, in the work uh, environment also? Okay. Um, it's... Um, I'm quite surprised that you asked such a question because, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very much depends on what my clients actually wanted. Um, I have actually gotten a client from China uh, who told me that uh, the, the staff in the company is falling sick. And uh, some of their illness are rather serious, like uh, cancer and, and you know, um, heart attacks. So I was actually brought to all the way from Singapore to China and basically just to look at a factory building. And when I was there, the first thing I got is energy is really bad. Yeah. But what really causes the, you know, the uh, health effect? And when I look at the whole, I was actually driven around the whole place. Uh, it's really big. And I drove around the whole place and I realized something. Um, they are actually building this high-speed rail, which is going to cut through the, the land. And at that point of time, because of that massive construction, um, as well as redevelopment of the area around, it actually causes this um, energy, which actually um, so-called affects the health of everybody working. That particular factory actually is an act 
a crossroad or a junction which actually uh, takes in all almost all the energy and all the negative energy that is actually hitting around. So what happens is that the all the staff actually um, most of the staff are actually affected. Um, they are just stems with uh, minor sicknesses or they they have all the major sickness. So my client actually asked me to solve that issue, and um, basically when I went there, um, I did. Um, adjustment of the office, adjustment of the compound, the whole compound itself, um, added um, a few worker features and uh, it actually brings down the number of cases of uh, um, MCs or sick leave. So um, the, of course, I did not, um, it's quite impossible to totally eradicate any kind of illnesses, all right? But we could actually bring down the severity of the illness as well as the number of cases of people falling sick. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I, I think for sure, uh, fascinating story, fascinating uh, uh, topic also. Um, thank you very much for sharing and give also like a lot of uh, interesting uh, uh, feedbacks or knowledge to, 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 this, uh, to this topic. Um, maybe my, my final question will be, um, well, we're, we're uh, in the middle of the crisis of the Corona uh, <laughs> virus, right? So anything um, you can recommend or advise people uh, to do to uh, stay healthy or to make sure they don't get this virus? I mean, besides staying at home like myself. <laughs> All right. Um, there, there, I do have uh, some feng shui techniques that actually support uh, health in general. And uh, basically it's um, um, using eight stone formation. Um, it would be a little bit difficult to actually uh, talk about it during this uh, discussion. Um, but however, um, directly on the health of a person, probably in terms of what they can actually take, um, in um, my study itself, the COVID virus is considered to be an in-water element. And because of that, um, anybody with weaknesses in terms of their water element will actually succumb to it more seriously. So in order for us to actually build up our health, we, um, I do propose taking more ginger, turmeric, and those are the stuff that actually brings more heat and warmth to the liver. That will actually drive the formation of fire in a you know, production cycle. All right. Okay. Now, yeah. with more fire in the body, that will actually help with uh, suppressing or relieving or reducing the effect of the uh, COVID virus itself. So um, that is one of my recommendations. But of course, um, this will probably be related to in general, all right? Uh, there are cases whereby, you know, people don't really, um, they, they can't really take too much of um, this ginger because they feel heaty and they, they feel unwell because by taking ginger directly, it makes them pretty, pretty heaty. Okay, ginger and turmeric. Uh, thank you so much, Max, uh, for your time. Uh, that was really exciting. I really like that. I learned a lot today. Uh, thanks so much for sharing your uh, knowledge and your insights.
yeah, and thank you. please stay stay healthy and uh, i would also like to thank you for watching this episode uh stay tuned don't forget to subscribe and i will also share of course uh the uh social media of max so you can uh, directly engage with him after that okay Thanks Thank so you so much. much. Thanks, okay. Patrick, for having me. Have a great me. day. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thank Thanks you. for your time. Bye. 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 This episode was brought to you by Hopnop. Hopnop is a community of like-minded professionals, freelancers, entrepreneurs, founders, business owners, and local influencers that meet monthly at unique venues to network, mix, and mingle. Live networking events are the best way to meet new people in your city and make new connections. Hopnop, your network is your net worth. Grow your circle of influence.